the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, February the 9th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on February 9, 1825, the House of Representatives elected John Quincy Adams president after no candidate received a majority of electoral votes. That's how the Electoral College works. Some thought we might come to that point in this last election. We did not. Today in 1870, the U.S. Weather Bureau was established. Today in 1942, the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff held its first formal meeting. They met to coordinate the military strategy during World War II. Today in 1943, the World War II Battle of Guadalcanal in the South Pacific that ended with an Allied victory over the Japanese forces. That was important. Today in 1950, in a speech in Wheeling, West Virginia, Senator Joseph McCarthy, a Republican from Wisconsin, he charged that the State Department was riddled with communists. Today, 1964, Beatles made their first live American television appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show. Beatle Mania followed. It was broadcast from New York on CBS. Today, in 1971, a magnitude 6.6 earthquake in California's San Fernando Valley claimed about 65 lives. That place looked like a um, looked like some kind of a a movie set for months after that. We lived down there for, during that period of time, and whole sections of overpasses on the freeway were just laying flat on the ground, and it took months and months and months for that to get cleaned up. It was amazing. There was a hospital up in Silmar, uh, a small, but it was a hospital in Silmar, which is in the north end of the San Fernando Valley. It literally sunk into the ground. It was like four stories, and two of the stories were underground. It was amazing. The crew of Apollo 14 returned to Earth today, 1971, after man's third landing on the moon. Today in 1986, during its latest visit to the solar system, Halley's Comet came closest to the sun. The next return will be in 2061. I'll report to you on that when it happens. Actually, I probably will not. Some of you may be around in 2061. I don't plan to be. The Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6 says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man 
shall do unto me. There's a lot of growing animosity toward believers, toward Christians today. Not necessarily people who claim to be Christian, but those who live out their lives to the best of their ability with God's help and the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, live out their lives biblically. Those of us who get up every morning and want to serve the Lord, imperfect, we sin often, but God forgives us of our sins. They are forgiven at the cross. But we sin. Beloved, I would that you sin not, but when you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, the Bible says. So those who try to live out their Christian life and live by God's principles, asking for his help. I'm not suggesting for a moment there's this group of perfect people who don't sin and make mistakes. But I'm talking about the sincere people who sincerely want to live each day of their life by God's word. And I think there are many of us in the country, and that's our desire. That's my desire. I know that's the desire of many of you. I'm talking about that group of people, their children in public schools, their families. There is a growing resistance to that kind of Christianity. If you just claim to be Christian, even devout Christian, Catholic or Protestant, as long as you don't try to live out those principles, that's okay. It's fine. We have a president who fits that category. He isn't living out the principles of godliness or the Bible or Christianity that he claims to be a devout follower of the Lord, of his church, the Catholic Church. He isn't living out that kind of faith at all. He's making decisions at a rate that no other previous president has made, executive decisions. He is becoming King George III. He's becoming, in these early days in office, honestly, he's becoming what our founding fathers fought a war over. No, I'm not suggesting we fight a war. But I'm telling you that he is, by virtue of edict, by these these executive orders that he's putting out there, I don't think anyone is assessing, even I don't know if he knows, the damage that he's doing to the culture, to families, not only economically, although he is, there's going to be thousands of jobs that are going to be lost by some of these edicts that he's passing out, particularly as it relates to climate, climate crisis. The climate crisis is the people that don't have an understanding that God created all things and he's in control. Yes, he has appointed mankind to have dominion over his creation and to manage it and to be stewards of his creation. God has not called us to be crazy and use climate crisis as a way to gain power and control over other people, but that's what's happening. And yes, people are using losing their jobs, thousands of them already. And this man has only been in the Oval Office as president for a few weeks. So that's what's happening in our world as we speak. And there is a growing resistance against people who stand for Christ and try to live out their 
their lives accordingly and according to biblical teaching. The Pentagon revealed yesterday that the cost to American taxpayers of having thousands of National Guard members in our nation's capital as a result of the riot where Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she, uh, she said she thought she was going to die. She said she could hear them beating on her door of her office. She tells, with tears running down her face, she tells on, on Google or Facebook or wherever, she tells her story. She said, I could hear their footprints outside my office. Like they were pounding on my door saying, come out, come out. She said, I knew I was going to die, and she weeps. But now the truth comes out, <laughs> and others in the wing of the Capitol building where she has said, no, that there, there weren't any of those people in our wing. No one was there. So Ocasio-Cortez is out there again now saying, well, I, it's, it's what I imagined became my reality. And it if they would have been there, they would have been pounding on my door. I mean, it's it's like, does she really think anyone will believe that? Yes, she does think they will because they do. They say, well, it was real to her. Truth is fluid, and that's where we are today. But the Pentagon has revealed that these thousands, tens of thousands of National Guard members that were rushed into the Capitol to save the country from Trump. And now there are some people blaming others. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. In the meantime, the taxpayers wrote a check for $483 million for Nancy Pelosi and others, Chuck Schumer, to have those National Guards on. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good optics. I mean, when the world looks at that, they say, wow, Trump is really, he's just about to retake that whole capital by force. That was planned. They didn't care how much it cost. $483 million and counting. That was the report yesterday from the Pentagon. Today, Trump's trial begins. It's underway as we speak. Associated Press is this morning wistfully admitting that the great American impeachment of private citizen Donald Trump is, well, they say, quote, a near impossibility. It almost brings them to tears, much like Ocasio-Cortez. Senator Rand Paul says the second impeachment of a former President Trump is nothing more than a partisan farce, he said, with zero chance of any kind of a conviction. He's right. They've already voted. There aren't enough votes to convict Trump of anything. But they're going through the motions. They're more concerned and more committed to the motions and the optics and how it will influence other people toward hatred than they are about really about the country itself. Pelosi and Schumer are, are not calm. They're wired, but they are forcefully carrying on. Why are they doing this when they know it's futile? Well, I mean, it's got to be just to try to create this power base. Even FBI affidavits now are showing that 
there were groups who were planning the assault on the Capitol well in advance of Trump's rally. I'm not here today to defend Trump. He doesn't need defense. They just aren't going to find him guilty of anything, but they're going to put he and his family and everybody else through it. And they're trying to send a message to the 75 million or 73, however many it was that voted for Trump. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to send a message. You better back off. You better not have these strong opinions. And you better not try to force your conservative views and, yes, Christian views on America. That's what this is about. The FBI affidavits say that this this whole event where they broke into the Capitol, it was being planned days and days and days before Trump had his gave his rally. It had nothing to do with Trump. Affidavits from the FBI. The episode in American history reveals more about the condition of our culture than it does about the actions of a former president. But one congressman is on the record now blaming Christians. Christians for the Capitol breach. I'll come back to that in a moment. I want to take just a minute to thank you for your support of what we're doing on the radio here. Um, Every day we're trying to look at what's happening in our culture as it happens. And we are uh, talking about it from a biblical perspective. And I've I'm often told, boy, Gary, nobody's doing anything exactly like what you're doing on the radio. And I I was told that just recently, in fact, a few days ago. I don't know what everybody's doing, but I know why we're doing what we're doing. And we're doing it because I believe God really prompted me to start this program some several years ago now. And many of you have been with us and supporting us almost from day one. Some of you have recently started listening and hopefully recently started supporting us. We are totally funded by the people who listen, who believe in what we're doing, and write a check, or you can donate online. But that's the bottom line of what we're doing and why we're doing it and how it works. We need your support. I believe that God has spoken to my heart to do this, to talk about the things that we're talking about in the way that we're doing it, and again, from a biblical perspective. A number of people have indicated how they have been encouraged, helped, many, I mean hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know, over a period of time, how they've been helped and encouraged through these difficult times in our country by the words that they hear on this program. I am humbled. Daily we ask the Lord to lead us and guide us and that all that we say will be acceptable to the Lord and will be done so in the power of His Spirit. And that is, in truth, where we're coming from. And I want to thank you for standing with us. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. We write an article every day, every weekday. It's published there. And you can see that. But if you go to our website, the first page you'll see, look at the top of the page. There's a tab up there to donate. There's several tabs. One of them says donate. Just go to that, click it, and it's easy. Just follow the prompts, and you can do your contribution online. But in any case, thank you for your support. We need your support. Things are tightening down, and I would expect that for everyone, 
certainly the most visible voices in the country. We're not one of them, I'm sure, but there are those that are very visible and heard by millions. They're certainly drawing attention now. There are those that are trying to to really put the screws to voices that are speaking from a biblical, conservative point of view. So keep that in mind. We will probably have some challenges as we go forward. I pray not, but um, thank you for your prayers as well. Thank you for standing, standing with us. As I said, the Associated Press seems resigned to the outcome of this impeachment. Private citizen Donald Trump, former president, but they're still writing thousands of words today. I mean, a long, long article. In fact, a couple of them. To be sure that you know that Trump incited violence at our Capitol. They're repetitious. They keep repeating themselves, which normally Associated Press doesn't do. They have craft, well-crafted writers that write their articles. But doctor, <laughs> medical doctor, Senator Ron Rand Paul, He's given the event a close examination, and he said he has a diagnosis for it. He said it's a partisan farce that needs further treatment. Well, it is. He says if you're going to criminalize speech and somehow impeach everybody who says, go fight to have your voices heard, I mean, really, we ought to impeach New York Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer. Rand Paul reminds us that It was Schumer who stood in front of the Supreme Court building and gave a very provocative speech. He said, hey, Justice Neil Gorsuch, and he did, it's on video, on the microphone, standing outside the Supreme Court building. Hey, Justice Neil Gorsuch. Hey, Justice Brett Kavanaugh. You've unleashed a whirlwind, and you're going to pay a price. He said, and I'm quoting Chuck Schumer, who is now trying to to get the the former president of the United States for inciting a riot and making threats, Schumer said, quote, inside the walls of this court, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments, as you know, for the first major abortion rights cases since Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch came to the bench. He added, Chuck Schumer, from Louisiana to Missouri to Texas, Republican legislators are waging a war on women, all women, And they're taking away fundamental rights. That means abortion. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released a whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. That's the Senate majority leader now, Chuck Schumer, standing outside the Supreme Court building in front of TV cameras with a microphone, threatening the, the justices that are inside making a ruling that might affect abortion, he's threatening them. He said, it'll be so swift you won't know what hit you. What does that mean? His outburst of anger was so bad that even Chief Justice Roberts, who rarely says anything publicly, condemned the remarks. He said it was kind of language is dangerous as a mob was trying to invade the Supreme Court at the moment. Roberts, who has been no friend of Donald Trump, for sure, or conservatives, really. I think when Bush nominated him, he thought he was a conservative. He's not. He told Schumer recently, Schumer asked him if he'd come over and chair this circus that started today, the trial. Roberts said, heck no. I'm not coming across the street because you're not impeaching a president. 
what he was saying is true. The Senate is trying to impeach a private citizen. That's never been done, and they don't have the power to do that. They don't even have the power to call for testimony. They don't have the power to convene to prosecute a private citizen. But that's exactly what they're doing today. That's how much of a circus it is. It's beyond belief. But that's what happens to a culture when we teach our children for several generations that truth is relative. There are no absolutes. Junior, if you think you're a girl, then that's okay. You're a girl. Johnny is a girl. Hello, class. Here's Johnny. Johnny is now Janie. And he's five years old. She's five years old. I mean, that's the craziness that we live in today. And this is not just something that's on paper or it's locked away in a remote classroom somewhere. It's now part of the culture. It has become the culture. And that's why Christians who believe in the absolute word of God, the Bible, the infallible word of God, and try to live that out in our lives and try to live accordingly and want to see our laws and the principles of government put in place that are in in line with, in harmony with God's eternal principles, not lined up with some kind of fluid truth that's always evolving and your truth and my truth and their truth and all of this. That's what leads to destruction. And that's what Christians pray for and they, they work against. They don't want to see that happen to our country. But now we have someone in in our Congress who's blaming the Christians for the insurrection. It's an amazing thing. Schumer's outburst, Pelosi's outburst, it's all based in this fluidity of truth. Paul says the Trump defense team will also, he hopes, will play a video of Representative Maxine Waters She's been encouraging people to harass supporters of Trump, telling the crowd to mob the Trump administration officials in restaurants and attack them. He says, I hope we play, talking about this trial that begins today, is underway as we speak. Rand Paul says, he says, I hope they'll they'll show clips of New, New Jersey Democrat Senator Cory Booker saying, get up in their face of these Congress people. And he said, there's Representative Ilan Omar the Democrat, Minnesota, the Muslim congresswoman. He said, there's the video of her wishing and celebrating the violence that happened to me, Rand Paul himself. He said, when I had six ribs broken and part of my lung removed because he was attacked by someone who hated him, who disagreed with him. She celebrated that publicly at the time. That's what he's talking about. He said, has nobody in this country heard of figuratively, figurative speech? And Rand Paul said, you can't criminalize Republican speech and ignore all the Democrats who incited violence. But that's exactly what's going on. Evidence has already mounted that the Capitol breach was pre-planned. As I said, there's affidavits filed by the FBI that indicate that. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina, said parts of the Capitol had been pre-planned and coordinated long before Trump's speech. And he said people in the Capitol knew it. And that, of course, has raised the question, why didn't the Capitol Police Force prepare for such a thing if they knew it in advance? It was known in advance, and they didn't prepare. But that's a different issue. Dick Morris, a former advisor to President Clinton, was talking 
was on New York's WABC 770 radio. It's a big talk radio station in New York City. He said yesterday, he said, any Republican who defied former President Donald Trump and voted for his impeachment will not win re-election. He could be right. Opinion polls in Wyoming show that Representative Liz Cheney, even though she was a former Vice President Dick Cheney's daughter, and they, many Republicans love Dick Cheney, her support in her home state over the weekend, a poll was taken just two days ago, 13% support in her home state because she joined with the Democrats and voted for Trump's impeachment. There are nine others, Republicans, who did the same. Dick Morris, who was usually right, sometimes he was wrong, but sometimes, most of the time, right, advisor to Clinton, a politico himself, he says, man, they're not going to get reelected. He said, that's just the reality. The Republicans are upset about it, and they are, and he said they should be. But this isn't really about justice or truth. This is about vengeance and power. And it's about, again, the collision of two very different worldviews. So we have to ask ourselves, who was really behind the riot at the Capitol? Representative Jared Huffman is a Democrat from California. He knows. He entered in the congressional record for this ahead of this trial that he observed, I'm quoting him, Thousands of Jesus signs, banners, and flags being carried by the rioters who stormed the Capitol. He said the past four years have made it clear that there are those who would choose to distort true definition of religious freedom in order to allow the proliferation of discrimination under the guise of what they refer to as religious liberty. The congressman continues. He said, quote, The result of this callous and malignant effort culminated a week and a half ago. He claims that they stormed the, the, the United States Capitol building, and it was done so by white Christian nationalist groups aligned with the president and the deaths of five Americans. He said the evidence of this fact is made clear by the thousands of Jesus signs, Jesus banners and flags that flew beside those bearing the president's name, that those representing the white supremacist movement are responsible for the insurrection. So that settles it. Dismiss Trump. It was the Christians who were responsible. So punish them. This is not the first time Christians have been blamed for the collapse of a culture. In the aftermath of the fire that destroyed about two-thirds of Rome, according to historians at the time, Emperor Nero blamed the devastation on the Christian community because of their being responsible for the fire he initiated the empire's first organized persecution against the Christians. Many historical accounts list the rise of Christianity as one of the five reasons the Roman Empire fell. Why? Because it ran counter to the culture of the time that had come to accept the fact that Roman Emperor, the Roman Emperor was a god and that Christians would not accept that fact because they would not worship him. Does that sound strangely familiar? Christians today who will not worship secularism, even when it's presented under the name of Christian, when we will not worship humanism, when we will not accept a worldview that undermines the the truth and the absolute truth of God's word, when we will not worship the philosophy of the day or the people who espouse it, we become the problem. 
But be strong and do not fear what men can do to you. Be informed, but be at peace. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you right here tomorrow.